K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got a bomb. Yo, welcome to an emergency edition of Black on Both Sides. I see you. You see me. I can't see you, but you can see me. It's weird. Who my name's King Cooper 3 x Who are you talking to right now? Can you, can you at least tell me today who you're talking to? I'm talking to you. Oh, okay, go ahead, man. <laughs> who is that voice, that other image you see? If you love podcasting, if you know podcasting, he's brought you the no-nonsense show, the 90-10 rule. He was that dude on Music Love Life. He's a one-man pre- and post-production team. The man needs no introduction. World-renowned, locally known, universally accepted. Just to be honest. that do you justice? Thank you, sir. Thank you. How are you guys doing? I'm talking to the listeners because right now we have already three listeners and viewers as well because we are live today. First time ever. This is the first time. This is the inaugural Black on Both Sides Live. Yeah, I couldn't help but notice you're not wearing your dashiki. I don't own a dashiki. Um, so I just decided to do, you know, the safe burgundy. Wakanda forever. Except for those Harriet Tubman credit cards. That shit's just stupid. <laughs> anyway, man. So... You shaved your beard. What's that about? Uh, it's just my um, Corona cut. That's all. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like that. I had a beard for um, seven years, dude. So I mean, don't do this. Don't do the kit thing to me. Kit is already on my back. Okay. I I just got questions. I'm mean, like, you know, I know what you look like. So I was like, oh, this is different. Did he cut himself? Did he? Did he was you shaving? You went. Oh shit! Nah, <laughs> what an accident. You meant to do it. <laughs> meant to do it. All right, man. Well, good for you. Good for you. Um, shit, man. So for our listeners out there, um, we just dropped a recording Monday. And as you guys know, we're in the midst of coronavirus, as uh, Bill Callis would say. Uh, so we decided to give you guys a little bit more content because we know that we're all under, for the most part, some kind of quarantine out here in California. They've locked up the parks because, quite frankly, knuckleheads wouldn't listen. Uh, B, what's going on in Ger- in Georgia right now? Uh, there was a, a a press conference from our governor Nathan Deal, who was like, "Yeah, you know, we're going to take it day by day. We're going to keep things open and try to, you know, make sure that commerce continues." And then our mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, directly behind him came and said, "Nah, we shutting this shit down." So she shut down all of Atlanta. So anywhere outside of Atlanta is still kind of playing that game. Atlanta proper, everything is shut down but the essentials. Am I an asshole if I kind of stopped after you said Keisha Bottoms? Yeah, that's her name, dude. That's her, that's her name. Wow. <laughs> and she's a black chick, ATL. too. ATL, shawty. <laughs> she's a black chick, too. So before she was uh, she was mayor, what, what, what was her job? Uh, she worked at a club. Her name was Apple Bottoms. Mm, mm, yeah, I heard about that. Heard about it. Um, all right, enough, enough fuckery. So Atlanta's on lockdown. L.A. County is on lockdown. They've closed all parks. They've shuttered that. They've closed all beaches because, quite frankly, people just were not social distancing. They, they started <laughs> treating this as if it's, you know, spring break or 
you know, or some sort of just vacation and they were just hanging out just down the street from me. I live by a park, by the way. Uh, two days ago, a baseball game was broken up. What do you mean broken up? There was a baseball game at the park. Police came by and said, hey, stop it. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. Fuck baseball. Of all things to be doing. I mean, of all the things you could do, what the pastime you're going to pick is baseball. I guess, man. If people are looking to do anything to break the uh, cabin fever. Um, speaking of cabin fever, I want to give a uh, special shout out to friends of the program um, who are going through some things. One of them, uh, spouse, apparently developed uh, COVID-19. And I guess she's under quarantine. Um, another member of our family in the Slack room uh, had an acquaintance die from COVID-19. Uh, co-host on the No Nonsense show, uh, French Reggie, similar experience. Um, family, this time, I guess a family member uh, contracted COVID-19 and died. Um, it's not a joke. Uh, today in California... Uh, we have the death of a teenager, and it has not been confirmed that she had a pre or he or she had a pre-existing illness. Uh, if you look at across the across the country, twenty percent of all hospitalizations are people ages twenty to forty-four. Hospitalizations, not deaths, but hospitalizations. And as we spoke about uh, Sunday, hospitalizations you know occupy beds, and there's less than a million beds at any given time in the United States. Uh, my understanding is that the National Guards have been mobilized in California and New York. Um, my understanding is that there's a two ships, uh, medical ships, uh, preparing to dock, one in California on the coast, I'm not exactly sure where, and one in near New York City. Um, it's just getting scary out there, B. It's just getting real scary. Read somewhere right before we went on that in Italy... Uh, they're converting ice rinks into morgues. It's not enough space. I can see you're really um, upset about this by your face not moving. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> so what, I mean, okay, so I, 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 you know how I feel about the news. I feel like this stuff is so sensationalized that even when you hear the news, sometimes you have to just, you know, grain of salt it because the job of the news is to keep you on the news channel. And some of this stuff sounds horrific, but I can't remember the last time I went ice skating, to be honest with you. So hmm, don't really know if I give a shit about I'm saving the ice, the ice rink fields. I don't, I don't know, man. Well, good for you. Cause if you were ice skating in Italy, there's a good chance. <laughs> you'd be doing, you might hurdles. catch your body hurdles. You'd be doing hurdles. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, but uh, on a serious note, uh, the world health organization, has stated that they believe uh, the United States is going to be the new epicenter. So it used to be Italy, and based on what we're doing and not doing and what's going on in New York, the World Health Organization uh, believes that we're going to become the new epicenter. Um, but hey, there's a, there's a bright line, there's a, there's a silver lining, B. All right. Did you know <laughs> that... We are very hopeful that all of this is going to blow over just in time for Peter Cottontail to come hippity hopping down that bunny trail and for resurrection, because some people don't say the other word, 
but for those that say the other word, Easter Sunday. Did you know that? I've heard such reports and I'm very optimistic as well. You know where I got that from? Uh, I'm sure you want to say it, so I won't steal your I'm thunder. Saying, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> got it from got it from 45. Straight, I got it straight from the tap. Straight shoot and say, hey man, people got to go back to work. Right. This is a beautiful economy. We can't let the cure be worse than the illness. Mm, that's that's a bar. That's a bar. You you have to admit that's a bar. That is. Unfortunately, that bar came from Fox News. I forget which correspondent said that, but so that's he's he's pulled that. That's that's the stance. Now, just yesterday, literally yesterday, when he said this. Uh, a reporter asked him, so does anyone on your medical team agree with uh, lifting the travel restrictions and the uh, basically stay-at-home type uh, restrictions? He said, we've talked about it. They didn't say no. B, if you ask somebody something and they don't say no, what does that mean? That means, they didn't, that, means that they're not disagreeing. No. It means hell yes, do that. <laughs> it's, That's how I, I think it. I heard him say today that if it was up to the medical, the medical doctors or whatever, we have the country closed for two years. First, that was yesterday. Before he said they had said nothing, which he took as a hell to the yeah. No, I heard him say that uh, again today during that little press conference they had in the Rose Garden today. He said it again today. I didn't hear it yesterday. Oh. He doubled down. No. I don't think so. But yesterday, you know who was absent? Dr. Fauci. I don't know about you, but between Andrew Cuomo, uh, governor of New York, and Dr. Fauci, they're about the only two people that I see on a regular basis that make me feel somewhat okay-ish that this is going to blow over sooner than later. So Fauci wasn't there yesterday. Yes, the media went crazy. He has stuff to do, man. Dr. Fauci is very busy. He can't be at every press conference every time the camera's turned on. He can't be there. This is a very, very busy man. I'm getting in close. I need to see Dr. Fauci to make me feel okay. Okay-ish. Right. So today that another press conference is being alluded to. I missed the first part. But you know who was up in the building? Like a Cadillac, down like four flats, in there like swimwear, doing a doggone thing? Dr. Fauci. My ninja, my ninja. Uh, so Dr. Fauci and uh, his assistant, uh, who Trump calls Deborah, despite the fact she's also a doctor, um, they kind of walked back Trump. Well, this is what Trump said in his... In his uh, in his remarks, I didn't hear the first part you saw B, but I do hear him expressing that it's a hope and that it would really be beautiful if churches were packed on Easter because it's a beautiful holiday. It'd be beautiful <laughs> if that could happen by then. And it's a hope. But he's going to look at all the facts, right. to look at all the numbers, but it's a hope. Meanwhile, Dr. Fauci and uh, and well, Dr. Fauci came out and reiterated that that is indeed the president's hope. Yeah. However, for Dr. Fauci, he will, you know, look at the numbers. You know, Trump said that he would like to perhaps formulate some sort of a quarantine in portions, or as he said, 
you know, huge portions of the country may be quarantined, but not others. Again, Dr. Fauci didn't really say, hell to the no, to the no, no. But he did say that is indeed a hope. He also said it's a little bit too soon to know everything because we're not testing at the rate we need to still. Um, So once we look at all that, maybe. So on the test, you don't believe then, because even Dr. Deborah said this, that we've done more tests this month than South Korea has done, period, in eight weeks. We're a much bigger country. Yeah, but that's not that's not what I said. We've done more tests than the entire South Korea did in eight weeks. We've done that more in one month. Yeah, that might have been primarily New York City. I mean, South Korea is not is not the size of the United States. We're not testing uh, in California. I don't know how one goes to get a test. There was an actor on television on The Walking Dead yesterday whose name I don't know. He might have been in your neck of the woods because that's where they record. Right. He was not. He was sick and he was not going to be able to get a test. Yeah, until someone recognized him as an actor from The Walking Dead. Okay, so uh, I, I, it sounds like you're putting a lot of weight on how how important these tests are, but I'm not so sure that the tests are as important as you do. I think we disagree on how important the tests are. Well, you need the tests, you need the raw data to try to build your projections. So that's, you know, that's one prong. One prong is, where is it? The other prong is, how do we contain it? And so to the extent that tests are not going to contain, yeah, I agree with that. I believe that I may have had corona-like symptoms the beginning of last week, but it wasn't enough for me to seek a test, which I probably would not have got because, you know, my symptoms were not severe. Uh, Vice President Pence reiterated that if unless you are exhibiting symptoms, don't get a test. Why? Because the tests are still limited. Um, so, I mean, I think you got to do two. You got to do both. We're late to the game. Governor Cuomo was making essentially begging Trump to release um, the supply of ventilators. Apparently, when you get sick with coronavirus, including that 20 percent that's age 20 to 44, you need a ventilator to obviously help you breathe to survive. And that is. And so the amount that Trump administration is proposing on sending is. I don't know, like 3,000 or yeah, something like that. They need, and, and Cuomo believes they need, you know, that by a factor of 10 or so. Uh, so and he believes that um, New York is going to be where we all are at some point across this country in a matter of weeks. And that the curve, the wave we thought was coming is actually a lot higher than projected. And, you know, he's been ringing the alarm on that for a while. If the curve is higher we're going to have our hospitals overrun really quick. I have a personal friend who's in the healthcare. Uh, she's a nurse and she did say that she's concerned because they're already running low on personal protective equipment. So, I mean, out here in California, it's a deal. I don't know about in Georgia. I'm sure it is. And um, did you notice that, that Trump brought his receipts to that press conference about a Cuomo not <laughs> not buying the 16,000. <laughs> he wanted to show the dude the paper. Did you see that? He's like, no, check this out. He's like, I'm not sure if this is, is good for social distancing or whatever, but he wanted to show the guy the paperwork. I like it, man. I like he brought his receipts because y'all always trying to call him out on not having his facts. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got my Twitter DMs here. I told the dude buy the, the damn ventilators. He ain't buy them. I thought that was, I thought that was on point. Why should the states be competing to buy the ventilators and why should the government just not give them or at least give them at cost? 
Isn't that awful that, so they, that they're making them bid? That's that's fucking crazy that they're making them bid on ventilators or anything else, especially right now. You know, fundamentally, it's as if Donald Trump, it's not as if he doesn't. Fundamentally, Donald Trump does not understand the role of the federal government, I believe, in, uh, in defending against, you know, dangers foreign and domestic, domestic danger doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, terrorists, terrorism. It can also be, you know, a hurricane or something like that. I just don't understand why he's so slow to bring all the resources that the federal government has to get out to these places, California, well, New York, California, the New York area, Jersey, Connecticut. I don't know why he's waiting because it's like a train that's coming. You and I, we're all on the tracks. We literally see the train. And if we look two or three tracks over, we saw a similar train hit a lot of people. So I don't, at the end of the day, I think we're going to be waiting a little bit too long. Um, and some people who don't have to die are going to. That's sad to me. Yeah. So, okay. So then I guess we get into this, this Easter resurrection. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about businesses starting to come back from the dead so quickly? Your your governor is not going to allow this happen. My governor is not going to allow this to happen. Maybe Texas governor will, as I don't know if you saw the news, be a Lieutenant governor of Texas, whose name I don't remember said that old people should be willing to die. Yeah. It's to give their grandchildren, their grandbabies, make sure they don't have to go through a depression. It's either Florida or Texas every single time. You know that, right? You do realize it. It's either Florida or mostly it's Florida now. I'll give it to you. It's not always your home state, but it's usually either Florida or Texas when some dumb shit is happening. So um, Houston, sorry, Port Arthur legend. <laughs> Professor, professor, don't laugh. He's going to be down with this professor at TPU on B at a very succinct tweet or Instagram post. It was Instagram post that you first. So the guy that's, you know, proposing old people to die, would he be willing to do that? Did we talk about Rand Paul Monday? I think we did briefly. Yeah, Rand Paul had symptoms or or came in contact with somebody enough that he was concerned, he took a test, continuing to live his regular, regular Senate life, hanging out with people, eating, high-fiving, working out in the gym. The same day he worked out in the gym, he gets back the results of his test, turns out he had it. So the senators, our representatives, are not following the basic tenants that the government, government that well, the, the administration and state governments are telling about people to maintain, you know, social separation and safe distances and don't go to gyms. So that was Rand Paul. By the way, Rand Paul deserves it. Did you know that Rand Paul is a pre-existing condition? <laughs> I think all those old dudes do. All those sen- no, he does specifically. He's an asshole. Do you know he has a pre-existing condition? What's his condition? He has a lung issue. You want to know why? Um... Please. What would you guess? Give me a guess. Why, why would a sitting senator have, what if I tell you it's an artificial, it was not, he wasn't born with it. It's, it's an artificial lung condition that he got just last year. How would, what would you think would, how would he have gotten that? I have vape. A senator. Vape? I don't know. Vaping? Somebody beat his ass within an inch of his goddamn life in 2019. 
<laughs> okay. You can Google that. Rand Paul. Yeah. Somebody beat the shit out of Rand Paul almost to death last I, year. All right. So, okay. But at some point though, we have to be, um, we have to consider the fact that our economy is going to just destroy itself or just fail. Yes. So yes. there, there has to be some fine line. And I'm not saying that Trump's answer is the one, you know, Easter Sunday, but at the same time, he makes a lot of a good point with the doctors who will keep us out of work for two years. That is impossible. Our economy is not going to survive two years. No, it's not. Right. So there has to be some point where we're like, you know what? If there's only a 98%, I mean, if there's only a 2% death rate, I think maybe we should just quarantine the people that need to be quarantined and everybody else needs to get the fuck back to work. For instance, my mother had skin cancer. Now, you know, my mother is white, of course, but just because she had skin cancer doesn't mean that I need to go out and get a whole bunch of suntan lotion. The reason why, I have a little bit more melanin in my skin. You, for instance, may not have to put any suntan lotion on ever, even at the beach. But what the point is, yeah, you. But the point is, the, 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 the point is, the point is, just because there's a condition, just because there's something that's happening, it doesn't mean that everyone is affected the same way. So just like we don't have to get every dark-skinned person to go out and buy suntan lotion to go to the beach, we don't need everybody to be quarantined and at home. Some people need to carry their ass back to work, and some people need to be quarantined to a, to a special degree. I happen to believe that by us isolating ourselves and quarantining everybody and shutting cities down, I think that we're causing actually another problem because it doesn't allow the flow of, of things. There, it's harder for me to go help somebody elderly, even if I can't go in their home. Maybe I could drop something off to them if the city is shut down and they're imposing $1,000 fines. So what I'm saying is, is that there has to be some middle ground and we have to figure that out really, really quickly because we are the greatest country in the world right now, but we won't be if we wait a year to have everybody go back to work. How do you feel about that? That's a lot of valid points. Um, I'd say just going backwards. Um, one thing, I mean, one thing you point out was very accurate is we're already in the middle of a devastating economy or global economic hit. And I think what you're not accepting, or it sounds like you're not, things are not going to be the same. We are at least in a recession, at least. This has never really happened in modern times. So we are at least going to be dealing with a whole new economic playground. That's one. Two is to some extent, you're right. Not to some extent, to all extent on with regards to when we have to, re we do have to restart the economy. But two things that we need to do is follow the scientists and follow the doctors. What do they think? What can they tell us about keeping this thing as contained as possible? Um, because you, you shouldn't choose who's going to live and die. And that's essentially what you would be doing if you just set, which is problem number two, an artificial deadline based on nothing of when you're going to open things back up, which is exactly what Trump did. He picked Easter for who knows why. We can't do that. We need more information about the spread, the effects, who gets sick, who doesn't. As I said earlier, uh, well, no, I didn't. Trump actually is advocating for people who are under a certain age, under 40, to go back to work. Or I, I heard a rumor that that's one of the things. But as I said earlier, 20% of hospitalizations are people 24 to 44, I think. And so, you know, there's a disconnect there. The issue is we're going to overrun the hospitals 
in a matter of weeks. How is the economy going to run when the healthcare system doesn't really exist or is overrun? I don't know. You can't run an economy with sick people. Yeah, but, is frozen. but but sick though, sick is we're talking about two percent death rate. So we we okay, we lost King Kunta. I'm sure he's gonna gonna join us back in. My point is that sick people, yes, but if we're talking about a two percent death rate, at some point we have to say, you know what, this is a difficult decision, but we're not gonna be able to keep people out of work for much longer. How do we sustain even the medical facilities that we have now if we're not making any money as an economy? At some point, there has to be a fine line. There has to be a way for us to, to um, figure out where, what we're going to do as far as that goes. I'm going to look in the live room here. Um, I see y'all talking about uh, non-hand-washing asses. Uh, <laughs> you're going to kill What did I miss? She's uh, talking about washing asses. What the no, I went to the live room and they're talking about killing everybody who doesn't wash their damn hands because they're nasty. So I was just I was just reading through some of the comments. Um, the, the point the point I made <laughs> the point I was making when when you dropped off and thank you for coming back. I didn't know if you were coming back or not. Um, was that I still think we have to put take into effect. I mean, we take into account, excuse me, that we're talking about a two percent death rate. And yes, people will get sick, but people are sick a lot anyway. I mean, if you go to any emergency room on a normal day, yes, there are people there who are sick and flu, whatever it is. At some point, we have to find the fine line. We cannot stay all quarantined and, and siloed forever. So we have to figure out a way. What I like about what the president said was he didn't say we're definitely coming back in on Easter. He said he wanted to come back. That's what he's 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 sure that we will. He didn't say that we're going to. He's just trying to be optimistic from the sense of I'm not a doctor. I have the doctors to say doomsday is coming. We all need to be siloed forever. I'm a more of the idea of, of optimistic. Hey, we're trying to get back. We're trying to build the, the, the economy back and resurrect our money, right? So as just like, I, just like we're not going to take Trump's professional opinion when it comes to science or being a doctor, I also am not going to listen to a doctor tell me how to run a business. They don't know how to do that. So there, there's, there's more than, there's more at play here than health. If we're fucking broke as a country, who wants to live like that? Quality of life will be down. Fuck life if, if we're going to live like a third world country because our economy is destroyed. I would, I'm, I'm just saying, at some point we have to find the fine line. And yes, someone's going to have to die, man. That's just the way of life, though. People are going to have to die because this is going to kill people. It's going to take people. But at the same time, should it take everybody? From a utilitarian standpoint, what are we doing as a country if we're going to sacrifice the entire country to save death rate? Well, B, you raised a lot of good points. Um, At the end of the day, your overall overarching point is not wrong. We do have to find the balance. The problem is it's too soon right now. That's what the doctors and the scientists are saying. It's too soon. When you got people whose job it is to know about the spread of disease who just do this, <laughs> right. Or the certain girl. It's gonna be bad. Bad, real bad. Which is almost how he sounded. Um <laughs> talking about the Sergeant General. Yeah. Um we have the same haircut. Uh any event, um, but he's more inside the house, Honestly, whereas I'm really you, outside. You the guys kind of have the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, B, you broke up. I love you, I man. I lo- hey, own. look, I love you, man. Y'all kind of have the same voice. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, I can't hear shit, B. Moving on. So, um, 
Well, there's got to be a balance. You're 100% correct. Speaking of a balance, you know, there's still no deal. There's still no deal worked in the Senate right now. Um, We're told that Democrats and the president's team are furiously working on a deal. I don't know, B, if you heard the numbers, but today, well, yesterday the number was maybe up to $2 trillion. I heard someone say maybe $1.6 trillion. Today, the last I heard about it, six. Six trillion dollars. Do we have six trillion dollars? <laughs> I got it. Hang on a second. Billion, bazillion, I got it. Let me let me transfer. Dollars. Let me transfer right quick. I got it. Like let me transfer it to the account. Okay, that's yeah. all we need. Dude. Damn, but you've been holding this up. Shit, I didn't know man. that's all you needed, bro. I didn't know that's all, all y'all needed. Six trillion dollars. Damn. Oh man, six trillion. Anyway, um, that's still a lot. Of shit. Um, be a fucking narco if I had that much. Um. Shit, I could buy the whole... Whatever. Point of it is, is that um, there's relief that's needed for small businesses, for everyday employees. There's been a lot of layoffs. We are on target for maybe 20% unemployment right now. We're on target for that. And by the way, I understand corporations need need to be bailed out too. The airline industry is fucked. I get that. But the problem with big corporations is when you give them... Blank checks. They think about it, and they decide to keep as many of the profits as they can. They and that's they need oversight. So that's one of the sticking points between the Democrats and I guess the Republican senators and the president's team is ensuring that any corporations, big corporations that get money, there is some oversight. They can't you know fire, they can't lay off people and pocket the money. They can't do buybacks for their own stock. Uh, so they have to use the money for what's in it, it's intended for, which is to keep them afloat and to keep American workers afloat during this unprecedented time. So I'm not mad at that. I'd rather them debate the bill and get the best bill they can than just take any damn thing that has holes in it. And then we have to deal with that because we're going to get back on our feet at some point. And that's why I think that's one of the major reasons why you have a lot of your, your, your viewpoints because we know the likelihood of me and you dying because of this directly, the coronavirus, are not very high. Right. Uh, but the likelihood of something else happening, B, and you needing an emergency care, and you can't get a bed because of coronavirus, that's a problem. Yeah. Or you need a ventilator, and you can't get one because of coronavirus. Remember, 20% ages 20 to 44. That's a huge problem. Yeah, I agree. And that makes, you know, it makes it very hard to go back to a regular day-to-day work work, and, you know, working when you don't have a hospital system. And that's the alarm, Cuomo and others. Today, Louisiana, Louisiana locked itself down. Apparently, Louisiana is saying that they have the second highest yeah, I saw that. Uh, increase of coronavirus, um, uh, of coronavirus after New York. And here in California, you know, I, I don't know if it's lack of testing, but I, I'd be very surprised. I mean, we're a little bit more spread out, I guess, but so is Louisiana outside of New Orleans. So uh, it's about the healthcare system. It's about ensuring that what you said, be that life doesn't suck for people who have a nine to five or have to go to work. I mean, think about re- I mean, restaurants. Sure, they can deliver. What about the servers and the bus boys? Yeah. They're fucked. Yeah. And, you know, you look at other businesses, gyms. My, my gym is closed. 
So see, how does that work though? You know, they, they always make that claim that they're trying to help small businesses, but you and I both have a small business. Have you gotten a phone call about this bill and how they're going to help us resurrect our businesses? Cause I, I don't, I don't, I've heard no call. What is it? Where is this small business assistance aid thing? Who is there a cutoff point and maybe our businesses are too small? Why is it that I never hear, I never get invited to any of these meetings or these video conferences or anything? B, because you're poor. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. But, you know, hopefully there's something in there for us. I know my wife and I, we're very pessimistic about individual uh, aid because we believe there's going to be salary cut off. And if you make in, you know, maybe the you know, slightly up to or the low six figures, you're probably going to find yourself not getting much help. One of the things that, that she told me, my wife told me earlier today is that for people who make $100,000 or more, in the event that money's given out right now, they're talking $1,500, $3,000, you have to pay it back within two years. Mm. Which, you know, it's helpful, but still, whereas if you make below that cutoff, it's just free money. Right. Coronavirus checks. Speaking of which, B, you know, I often have time, have problems with certain elements of our culture. As I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to these coronavirus check check expenditures and inevitably we're going to see on Instagram. Oh God. If you want income tax returns or something, wait till these coronavirus checks come out. Luckily there are no more guns to buy. So we can't see them buy guns, but Jordans, I'm sure there are plenty of Jordans. Well, I'm sure as hell ain't no Kobe's. Uh, but in any event, uh, that's, that's actually real talk because there is real spit. You can't find Kobe's anywhere unless you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. But so, so you know, we're going to continue to try to inform, keep it moving because, you know, we're going to survive this, B. And um, we're going to get through this. I don't know what the world's going to look like. I think we all need to prepare ourselves that it's going to look a lot different than it is now. It's just everything's been changed. How it was three weeks ago right. is no longer how it's going to be. I agree. And, you know, with that in mind, uh, it's anybody's guess. All you can do is the best you can do and see you wind up. There is opportunity. Um, my daughter, who worked in the service industry, she's now looking for a job because the restaurant she worked at can no longer afford to pay its employees because they had an 80% reduction in revenue. So I sent her uh, several uh, postings from uh, local grocery store chains, Stater Brothers, Target, Walmart. Um, I believe Amazon is looking for drivers. I know Walmart's looking for drivers. I mean, just the way we do things is going to change. You know, I'm, I'm, I know you're in IT. Yeah. You know, your job probably doesn't always have to be done on a brick and mortar. My job certainly doesn't. The world is going to look a lot different. How we work is going to look different as a result of this. So we're going to find out what works, what doesn't. But this is not an extinction level event, but the world's been shook up and changed and it won't be the same, period. I don't know if you can hear my darling background yes. singing our ABCs. We can. It's cute, though. Yeah, that's that's the world. That's all goddamn day. Every all damn day. Uh, peanut butter, jelly, sandwiches, uh, puzzles, puzzles, <laughs> I daddy, 
Uh, we had a conference call. She got on earlier today. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so listeners, enjoy this family time. That has to be a net positive. I I don't know how family time for most people, unless you're now. So, like we talked about in black and both sides, that one story, I believe most people are going to grow closer. And I don't, I don't, that's probably not going to be a bad thing. It's probably going to be a good thing. Money comes, money goes, you know, you got, you, but you, we all finding out what's important. It's toilet paper. <laughs> what? Nothing, man. Black on both sides, man. We got to cut it off, man. We can't be so long on this one. Cause we want to come and do this another time this week. So we have to give people a quick hit. We just wanted to give you guys a midweek, rundown of what we're talking about what we're going through but um hopefully you guys enjoyed it hope i would love for you guys to share it the more that this is shared the more views we get the more chances we or get back on here and do it again sometime during this week or next week or or whenever as much as king kunta and i have the ability to we'll try to one more thing go ahead guys if you guys are listening to the show you know that we normally have a spiel about being a premium member we understand things are tough right now so at the very least the one thing i'm going to ask you to do is to be sure and this time we have downtime to share the show with anyone that you think, you know, was looking for some news and some laughs because, you know, we all got downtime. And for the life of me, I cannot get through Altered Carbon. Should I skip the first three episodes? It's actually a question B. Didn't you watch Altered Carbon? I Altered watched Carbon. the first season and I watched about maybe four or five episodes. No? Mm. No. So instead of doing that, you can be listening to us. So that's the point. So that's the takeaway. Share the show. <laughs> Black on both can sides. Say again? Can I do one more thing before you go? It's your show, man. Do what you want. It's not related to anything, but I feel the message needs to go out. <clears throat> Let me end on this. <clears throat> Prince Reggie, this is for you. Wow. If you know, you know. Say your part, man, so I can say my part. <laughs> let's keep it light. We got to get through this. Love each other. Let's let's try to move through it. We're going to survive. We don't survive so much. We will continue to do so. No matter what, we all, we're going to continue to give you black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white. <laughs>